To Your Success. To Your Success is the number one gifting service for home services companies. Because you're a different contractor, you care about customers and want to express appreciation to build strong customer relationships. But you need a process that's effortless for you while feeling relational to your customers. There is an answer. To Your Success gives you the ability to automate a handcrafted thank you gift as soon as you complete a job. Visit toyoursuccess.com to learn more or schedule a live demo and receive a sample cookie gift. Delight your customers, build relationships, and cultivate loyalty. Visit toyoursuccess.com. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. Uh, also, if you're a non-member interested in learning more about SGI and how we can help your business grow both on the top and bottom line, while also becoming a part of the contracting industry's largest network of successful contractors, we're having Profit Day seminars in Houston, Boise, San Antonio, Winston-Salem, Colorado Springs, and Dallas. That's all just in the first quarter. So give us a call at 866-299-8505 to attend. Uh, SGI members in those markets, if you'd like to come and share with everyone your experiences with the group, give, give your coach a call. We'd greatly appreciate you giving your testimonial. Today's show is a great discussion I had with Russ Noyes of Rhino Roofing in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. You know, success in the contracting world is too often focused on how many trucks you run or how much revenue you're producing. Uh, and most contractors get wrapped up in that at one point or another for obvious reasons. Uh, Russ Noyes did. He found himself running an $8 million business that was making a profit. But after some soul searching, he found it wasn't really what he wanted after all. Uh, what you'll hear in my interview with Russ is how he made the huge transition from focusing on top line instead focusing on bottom line and focusing on building the company that he really wanted. For us to create the business he wanted, he knew he needed to strip Rhino Roofing down to its studs and focus on the foundation. And we'll talk with Russ exactly what that means. Uh, and his mission to focus on the company's foundation has been hugely successful. This year, he expects to hit $2.8 million, but he'll do so at a 30% net profit, a huge goal of his, and he's happier than he's ever been. Uh, so with that being said, let's hear the story of Russ Noyes of Rhino Roofing in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. I hope you enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. Russ, it is so good to see you today. Uh, really excited to, to, to talk to you and, and dig into your store and see what's going on in your business. Uh, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, could you kind of share with them uh, your name, your company name, and where you're located? Hi, my name is Russ Noyes. Uh, I've been a member of SGI since 2013. I am started SGI with Russ Noise Roofing. Uh, we've now rebranded the company to Rhino Roofing. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been in this industry for 35 years, and I just love it. I love it. That's great. And we're talking today. Um, obviously, you had a great story in 2015. We, I interviewed you for our, our magazine, which was called The Compass back then, and I can't believe. Uh, that much time has gone by since then. I thought at first 2015, no, that's only a couple of years ago. I'm like, no, 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 Bob, that's seven years ago. Time's going too oh. fast. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but a lot, you've gone through a lot the last seven years, all good stuff for the most part. Uh, but now you're having a really great year, and that's why we're talking. Maybe share with everyone what you're thinking you'll close out 2021 at in terms of uh, revenue and, of course, the more important number, uh, that profit margin. Well, our revenue is right on target. We actually had a profit platoon meeting last Friday, and our uh, our revenue was right where we budgeted for it to be, which is right at about 2.6. Uh, but the big kicker to that is we are pretty close to going to be finishing the year at 30% net, which is something I've been dreaming of doing my entire life. Um, <laughs> finally, figured out a system uh, that. Uh, can get us there. So yeah. we're, we're striving forth and we're uh, pushing out the things that don't make a lot of money and bringing in new things that do have higher higher profit markets. Sure. That's great. 30% net profit. That is incredible. Um, we'll dig into that system that has helped you get to that. Uh, before we do, I always think it's neat to, to kind of explain what your team looks like because obviously you can't do it all on your own. Uh, let's start in the office. Who uh, who do you have uh, working kind of on the back end, if you will, uh, to make things work at, uh, at Rhino Roofing? Well, we have an amazing CCR, Rachel, who's been with us for about five years now, I think, and uh, really great girl. She's a uh, single mom, but she really puts her heart and soul into the job. And uh, we, we allow our people to kind of grow, so we... We don't micromanage a lot, but we, we put procedures in place and let them do it. So we have Rachel as a CCR, uh, Bonnie, uh, which is our, our controller. Uh, she basically takes care of everything, and she's my right hand. Uh, yeah. We have Rick Martin, who has just came on with us this year. He is our general manager. He mm -hmm. takes, he's basically taken over the day-to-day -day operations of the roofing company for me mm -hmm. uh, so that I can venture out into doing other things and, yeah. and growing different parts of the company. Uh, we, Because we've changed the name of the company, we are branching out into other services, which Great. is going to require a lot of my time. Sure. So Rick Martin is our general manager, and he's, he's taking on the day-to-day. -day. Uh, we have two really awesome repair techs uh, that, that basically uh, – bring in all our profits for us. Um, <laughs> so our office team, although it's small, yeah. uh, everybody is dedicated and everybody gets what we're doing here, yeah. uh, which is probably the important thing. Um, you can hire as many great people as you want, but if they're not buying into what your goals are or what your business model is, then you're really not hiring the right people. That's right. And we'll definitely get into hiring because that's such a, a huge topic. Uh, before we finish out the team, so you said you have the two repair techs. What's the sales team look like these days? Sales team is is rather low right now, which is surprising. You know, I still go out and do some sales, uh, although I don't do even close to what I used to do. Sure. Uh, but I have one sales guy that's been with us on and off for about three years. And mm -hmm. He did work for another roofing company before he came to us, but the way we do things is a lot different than most. So he's really grown uh, to be a really a really good sales guy. I, uh, he's the only guy that's ever gotten close to my numbers, so <laughs> I gotta get gotta give him praise for that. Um, yeah, he uh, 
works hard. He's he's knows the sales role is not a nine to five role, yeah. and and that is probably the biggest hurdle for any sales guy. Sure. Figure out that you can sell more on Saturday and Sunday than you can, you know. What I like to say to him is the fish don't know it's Monday. So you, know, you can go fishing on Monday, but you'll get some sales on Saturday. That's funny. So yeah. He, he's a motivated guy. He's a great guy, and, and he gets what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, and he knows what the type of jobs we're looking at to get. And, yeah. Uh, he's got some pretty good ratios. I, I'm going to be that proud daddy when he walks across that stage. Oh, that's great. So he's on he's online to be a crown champion then. That's good. That's super cool here. That's wonderful. How about um now I thought at one time weren't your crews employees of yours or do you use subs now or what what do you do for the re-roofing side? Yeah, for the longest for the longest time we had all our own employees, all our own installers. Uh the the, the industry is just evolving here in yep. Florida and uh, for the longest time, we had a lot of laws in place that didn't allow for subcontracting. Mm-hmm. Some of those laws have opened up, and people have also found ways around those laws so that subcontracting can be legal. Yeah. Uh, so I actually took my lead installer, who's been with me forever, uh, and created an opportunity for him to better his life by becoming a subcontractor, still be okay. able to do our work, but it yeah. allows him to go out and work for other companies too to better better his family. And yeah. that's that's a win-win for both of us. So yeah. we still get the people that we've always had, uh, yeah. but it gets, allows them to go out and better their lives. Obviously. Very good. And you just work with that one crew, or do you have another crew or two that you've uh, worked with previously, or are they primarily it? Now we stick with the same guys. That way we yep. can trust the installs and uh, you know they're, they're great people uh been with us forever. So yeah, I would definitely give them first opportunity. And we're sure. not we're not a company that focuses on installs, so right. we only do a few installs. Uh we're more focused on the service side of the business than anything yeah. else. Right, right. And we we certainly uh will will dabble into that in a bit. Uh, let, let's talk about your story a little bit. So when we talked uh, in 2015, I, I kind of was reminiscing and, you know, you were just kind of adopting the model for a couple of years and, and you were kind of pulling yourself out of debt and you were the type that just worked, 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 and you couldn't, you know, you couldn't figure out why, why am I not making money? I'm working my butt off. Uh, and you started figuring that out. And then, um, you know, from that 2015 on, you really, the business got huge at one point, right? And then you decided maybe that's not what I wanted. Uh, so for people uh, just watching or listening, maybe kind of share with them your story over the last seven or so years. Yeah, so when I joined SGI, I was I was doing about $1.3 million, but I was about $300,000 in debt. Yeah. Um, I was, when I started in this industry, I was a commercial roofer. Uh, so I was used to doing big jobs, big tickets, but not really dealing with homeowners or, or the customer service side of it. Mm-hmm. My first company was bought out. So when I started this business, I wanted to do residential and I was getting my butt kicked uh, to, <laughs> lightly. Um, yeah. So when I joined CI, it was more to help teach me how to, to be a residential service reaper. And right. um, once I kind of learned the system, you know, I already had a background in accounting and engineering and, 
I had all the, the background. I just didn't have the, uh, the service side really yet. So yeah, when I adopted the SGI models, it, it really just made sense. I mean, anybody can look at that and say, yes, this, this makes sense. All you have to do is follow it. So we did. And I tell you what, it was, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> it's been a great roller coaster at that. Yeah. Um, there are things that I've done in the last seven years that I've been dreaming of doing my entire life. Is that uh, right? You know, putting putting money in a bank account and it being there the next day. Uh, <laughs> you know, to building my dream shop. You know, we we built a twelve thousand square foot building. Uh, we were you know at the highest point. We we're about eight point five million dollar company. Yeah. We really didn't like that uh stress level i guess yeah a way to put it it just wasn't what i was looking for i was looking for more of that intimate customer relationship yeah um, money money is important but it's never been what motivates me right. uh happy people really motivates me making customers happy and if you make a living doing it great um but you know the things that we've done over the years we really because of SGI's format. Uh, I mean, it's given basically fulfilled the dreams that I've had my entire life. You know, we built That's a awesome. big shop, uh, built my dream home. Uh, yeah. We've just, we've done so many things that just, I don't I don't know if we, we could have pulled that off without it, you know? And, well, and then I, as I, you know, go through my life looking at what we've accomplished, I, yeah. I want to reach out and help other people do the same things, you know. Yeah. So we uh, we started a profit between here and Florida that really helps us too. So. Yeah, I um well let's go ahead. I mean this is a little sidestep from the story, but let's talk about the profit platoon because I know you guys really uh, you, you get together frequently, you help each other out. Uh, maybe kind of share with everyone because we have people that that watch and listen that are not in the group what a profit platoon is and maybe talk about. You know how frequently you guys connect and what you talk about what your kind of your meetings look like so our profit platoon is like of a really old school sgi uh format where you know it's your tag groups um, but basically it's about eight or ten companies that are all based in florida uh we get we try to get together once a month at okay. somebody's shop Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we have a month where there's expo or something like that, of course, we skip those months, but uh, we try to get together once a month at somebody's shop. And that, you know, Florida's a big place. So, yeah. you know, there's travel involved for a lot of people. So, you know, we'll, we'll travel four or five hours just to spend the day together yeah. and, and hold each other accountable for what we're doing. And it's really come a long way. We've, we've had some members that, uh, were struggling uh, when yeah. they first got into the profit platoon that are really just, just really, uh, you know, lack of a better way to say it, they're really fulfilling their dreams too. That's um, right. And, and uh, our dreams through them, there, we can see them flourishing and see their companies growing. And I'm kind of the accounting guy in the group, so I'm yeah. the one that harps on everybody about their budgets and their, their P&Ls <laughs> and you know we, we bring our financials to every meeting That's and great. we review them and yeah. uh, you know there's things that I hear or see in their financials that 
you know, are concerning to me, I'll say, hey, you know, think about this or think about that. And yeah. It's really a great thing. Matter of fact, this past meeting we had last week, one of the members handed me a little note with a gift card in it, and it was just a, hey, thanks for that idea you gave me. Oh, it really neat. works. And you know, yeah. here, go have dinner with your wife. So it's it's just a group of people that really keep it keep each other accountable for right. their businesses and, and, and their goals in life. Um, yeah. We have an electrician in there that's really done a complete 180. Uh, yeah. He wasn't profitable. And now he's 30% net and just crushed his goals for the year. And yeah. we're also proud of the guy. I feel like a dad. Uh, he's, he's just a great guy. Uh, yeah. Really with top title. It's uh, just an awesome guy and, and, and love him to death and yeah. just so proud to see him flourish. And, you know, John Pelosi with Electric Today, which yep. is now Home Sort of Heroes, which yep. totally love how he rebranded the company and, and uh, you know, named it Home Service Heroes. So it, it's not tied to a trade, you know, it's basically right. home service. So he can, he can do just about anything with that name and sure. tie it into a home and, and just a great branding that he did. So yeah. we're, we're all pretty close group. We've got some new members that have come in, which is yeah. great. Uh, so, you know, all in all, we're all succeeding and yeah. we're all just putting that SGI model, you know, yeah. it, whether it be the roof model or the electric model or whatever, they're all fairly similar uh, right. on how they operate. And we just deal with the nuances as a company. Sure. Yeah, the margins are a little different, but it's neat that you guys have multiple trades. You get together, and you do keep each other accountable. If I'm not mistaken, isn't there some kind of a fine, a folds of honor if you guys don't do something? Is. is it if you don't show up with your numbers or what? Maybe share that with everybody. So every month we set goals, and you're accountable. We hold you accountable to your goals. So everybody picks their goals, and by the next meeting, they have to complete that goal. If they don't complete that goal, there's a hundred dollar fine involved. Yeah. All of that money just goes hold of holds of honor. I love it. Uh, it. It's a really neat thing that we've done there. I don't remember what the final number was last year, but I know I donated four or five hundred dollars to it. So <laughs> uh, the number was pretty pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great though. You know, it's just enough. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but it's a, it's enough that the idea of handing it over and saying I didn't fulfill it. I'm sure that motivates yeah. you maybe that week before the meeting go, darn it, I need to, I need to get going. Yeah. yeah. And like all, you know, we'll procrastinate a little and try to get the goal done in the last week, but sure. You know, I, I mean, we, human nature. Just the nature of being in business, you know, yeah. it, it's a really great thing we've started here. And I, I just hope more people in Florida join up so that we can, yeah. uh, you know, I'd like to have the, uh, the SGI Florida, uh companies just uh, take over yeah the whole group but i love it we'll see what happens so yeah let's just before we close out move on uh so you guys you'll set goals you talk about numbers uh what other things do you talk about maybe things that are are struggles that they're finding and or they're having and, and they kind of bring it up to everybody to get their input or or how does uh maybe talk about a little bit more nuance into what that actual day-long meeting looks like yeah, so John is uh, does the EOS uh, meeting structures. So our, our meetings are very structured, and, and we rate our meetings at the end of the meeting to yeah. see how we've done. 
That's great. And we talk about everybody's issues, uh, struggles they're having, and, and we'll go around the table and have everybody list out what their struggles are. And then at the end of the meeting, we'll, we'll go through every struggle and try to uh, develop an answer for that person so that they can you know, fix whatever struggles they're having. Yes. It's a really neat formatted meeting that um, I can say we've really come a long way in how we uh, conduct our meetings. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of neat to watch. Just one last question on that, because people are going to go, how did you guys do that? How did you find each other? Did you just kind of start it? Did you reach out to us and we, we played, you know, helped you contact one another? Was it at expos or if you, do you remember? Because it's been, you guys have been together a while now. Yeah, we've been together, th I think, about three years now. Um, wow. And it started with John Pelosi. Uh, I think he just emailed SGI for a list of people in Florida. <laughs> and, he got, and he just sent out a mass email to every SGI company in Florida and said, hey, you know, I want to start this. That's great. Who's on board? And I, I was like, hey, if you don't mind a roofer being in the group, I'd love to join. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's how it started. And it's just grown from there. We've had some people that have come in and kind of dropped out. Sure. Um, and then we've had probably more come in than, than ever drop out. So I think yeah. it, it's, it's really a good structure for people when they can go face to face and get the answers they're looking for. Yeah. That's neat. And, and it gets you out of your business, right? It kind of makes you makes you think about the business versus just living the grind, which I know, you know, when you're accountable yeah, to yourself. If, yeah. If you're a guy like me that loves being in the truck, you know, yeah. that then we were at the meeting gives you that opportunity to work on your business for for a day. Sure. Uh, you know, well, I'm, I'm working on business all the time, but at least in that meeting, we're focused on certain criteria need to focus on that day so you're not thinking about you know oh i gotta get with mrs smith before the end of the day or, or something right. like that it, right. you're, you're focused on your business or you know from nine to two o'clock that day and, and that's all you're doing well, you know when we talked a minute ago you know you accomplished a lot of these goals you built the new office are you now you sold you sold that office or are you still operating out of that one no, actually, uh, I sold that office and built yep. an office on my own property. Okay. Um, so we, when COVID hit last year, we, you know, I, I walked out in my warehouse when, you know, the office was empty because we all had to be remote. And I was yep. walking around this 9,000 square foot warehouse and going, look at all this junk that I'm storing <laughs> and I'm paying a premium to store it. So yeah. we looked at what should I keep? What should I not? Uh, we were having Zoom meetings every morning. So we, we actually figured out that our company was more efficient apart than we were together. Yeah. So as, as the COVID rules started to become in play, I started looking at downsizing and mm -hmm. not knowing what was going to happen with COVID. I didn't want to get caught in a spot where it was going to cause everything that I've worked for to, to go away. Sure. So I was like, you know, now's the time to sell this before it gets too deep. Yeah. Uh, and and the contract that I had worked out with my landlord was, you know, it was a deal that was made years before that anyway. So it was just basically saying, hey, I'm ready to, to move on. Are you ready to buy? 
Yeah. So it's, uh, it worked out for everybody. You know, we were able to build our, our office on our property, uh, yeah. although it is a little out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and we're probably going to do a small remote office closer to Orlando. Okay. Just for some of the employees who come to day to day. But the main office will always be at my house or okay. on my property. Yeah. Very good. And um, when did you start the scaling back process? Was that before COVID or that kind of uh, was that kind of brought on by that? From from you only that eight and a half. I million started down scaling down. back. Yeah, I started scaling back the beginning of 2019. Okay. Uh, we finished 18. You know, very very high numbers. Uh, profit was okay. Uh, yeah. It wasn't where I wanted it to be. But the stress and the yeah. I want to say the the lack of customer service uh, or the lack of attitude of customer service really really got to me and really I started not being happy coming to work and that's yeah. something for a guy like me that you know glasses always half full uh, not not smiling walking through the door it was pretty hard uh, yeah. emotionally for me uh, sure. you know. I think we had, you know, we had so much storm work through 16 through 18. You kind of lose focus of, of what's important uh, yeah. to your company and people. And I think we lost focus of that, and, and we kind of lost focus of that SDI model. Or and and it it, it showed. It showed in our profit. It showed in our attitudes. Uh, and it wasn't. It was a very depressing time for me personally. Yeah. And, and I wanted to do whatever I needed to do to change it. Uh, and whether that cost me a ton of money to change it or not wasn't really an issue. I yeah. didn't care how much money it cost. I was more about getting back to where we were, getting back to having happy customers, happy employees, and yeah. a happy boss. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, when when the boss is not happy. It just filters down to everybody else. Sure. And, sure. and nobody else is going to be happy. You know, it's that whole culture thing that that we all hit on this last expo. Is, you know, your yeah. culture is, is the guy, the person on top. It starts there. Yep. And that's not a, they're not in a good place. Nobody mm-hmm. else in the country is a good place either. So. No, it's true. So did, um, to scale back, was it just because you didn't have any storm work to rely on? And so it was a natural regression in terms of revenue or um was it just uh, a people maybe had didn't have the right people in in the company at that point and they needed to kind of be uh, uh let go or or how you know the process of actually scaling down and getting more efficient maybe kind of speak to that what you did yeah i think the the scaling down came from just my unhappiness and my my lack of ability to um hire in the right people to run that size of a company yeah i've always done things myself and always thought that you know i can do anything that i set my mind to yeah and, and i can't but you know like everybody has things that they're really good at and, and sure. things that they're not good at. my problem was i wasn't really willing to give up the things that i wasn't good at mm. i just wanted to try to improve them um so I think there was a little short-sightedness on, on my part of, of saying, you know, hey, Russ, just push through it. You can learn yeah. it. You can do it. Rather than say, you know what, 
you're not really efficient at this stuff. So hire somebody who is, you know, yeah. so I, I, the, the way that I built it up was on a, on a fragile foundation mm. and scaling back more to get back to the foundation and build it correctly. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's where we are. Yeah. I think that we've scaled it back. We've, you know, taken it monetarily on, you know, when you scale back a company from 8 million to 2 million, you still have the bills of an $8 million company. So yeah. there's, there's some hardships that come with it, but you can, once you get through those and you start building your foundation back up, I think for me, that was the thing that, that said, you know, hey, Russ, second time around, you'll do it a little different. Uh, I wanted to follow up on, you yep. said there, there were certain things that you recognized were not strong suits. And yeah, you're typical. You wanted to go ahead and, and just, I'll figure it out, right? But that's not maybe the best thing for, for a business. So what responsibilities did you relinquish? Did you allow other people to take? So you could focus on maybe the things that you are better at. Well, I think, you know, the big thing for me is that I was, I grew up in this industry as a roofer, you know, yeah. so I spent, you know, 20, 25 years on, on top of the roof uh, yeah. and, and not on the business side of things. Although that I, you know, I ran a business and, and I knew my accounting and I knew budgeting and I knew all of those things, but I never had to worry about, dealing with, uh, you know, homeowners and management of homeowners and the people that you need to put in place to deal with people uh, yeah. on a customer service base. Everything for me was just roofing, you yeah. know, uh, engineering-wise and, and installation-wise. I'm very, very efficient at those things, but not so much as as the, the manager. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you know, sales. I'm a fairly decent salesperson on certain things, and certain things I'm not. And and I think as you grow older, you realize that you know you're not that 20 year old bulletproof guy. You're, there's things that you're good at, there's things that you're not. And if you don't recognize those things, you're just you're kind of going down a path to failure, and you just don't realize it yet. So I think. I just grew older and, yeah. and, you know, more knowledgeable as you get older. Yeah. And you, you realize that, you know, hey, you know, I'm really good at this, but maybe I should let somebody else handle that. Yeah. And, and all of the stuff that we were good at was just putting procedures in place, mm -hmm. uh, managing multiple people. You know, I could manage crews on a job site, but managing an office is, is very hard for me uh, because I've, when you grow up on a roof, uh, how you speak to people, what things that you do is, is different than sure. in an office environment. So, you know, when I'm in an office, you know, I'm kind of the fish out of water. You know, I just don't fit <laughs> in yeah. an office. That's why everybody's always told me, Russ, you got to get out of the truck. And I'm like, no, but I like the truck. The truck is yeah. comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I feel feel like I'm better off in the truck. I'm a better, better servicing this company in the truck than out of the truck. You yeah. know? So I think putting the people in place that could run the day-to-day -day operation of the company was a must for me. And that was that solid foundation that I, yeah. I needed. Um, 
and I just told you know our general manager that we hired when he, when we were interviewing, he said, you know, I don't know anything about roofing. And I'm like, good, I don't want you to know anything about roofing. I just want you to manage roofing. I want you to know how to run a business. If you yeah. can do that, I'll take care of the roofing side of it. Right. And I think we make a great pair because of that, you know. Yeah. His knowledge of roofing isn't a lot, but his knowledge on how to put things in place and how to manage hundreds of people I mean, the guy we hired is just, he spent his entire career doing exactly that, managing yeah. people. That's what we were lacking. Yeah. I, I do think it's important to point out that while you gave up that aspect of it, you still know that part of the business. You are very numbers oriented for people that don't know. I mean, you have a, a meticulous DM, a deemer, if I'm not mistaken, with, you know, because you know, the minute your numbers go off, the alarms, you know, the alarms are going off. So you're not going to walk back into the business three months later and go, what happened? So maybe, can you even share with people that of how meticulous you are about your numbers and, and, and how you monitor those? Well, I could talk for hours. Um, <laughs> don't, here's the long and short of it. You can't run a business without knowing your numbers. I don't care how good you are. Uh, yeah. You will fail if you don't know what your numbers are. Yeah. Um, this is something I learned at an early age, and I, and I, you know, I was, I was that teenager that uh, was raised by my grandmother, uh, who just beat it into my head that you know your your reputation and your budgeting and and all of these things, your credit rating, are things that these are a must in your life. Yeah. And, and so knowing how to control your your money uh, and how to control you know what you can spend and what you can't spend or are you charging enough or not charging right. enough it's all things that you have to know uh, our dmer is is basically just you know we, we used the sgi one for a couple of years and we had our own for a couple of years and then we just kind of took the best of all of that and put it yep. into one one basically it's an excel spreadsheet right. uh, it's sent out every day, and it literally tells us everything. I mean, everything about the business. And if you if you're not looking at this stuff once a week, you know, if we have a bad week, uh, install wise, or you know, a week of rain, or whatever it is that causes our our, our billing to go down that week, we we know from history of knowing our numbers that it's going to take us three weeks to make up for that. Yeah. So if you're only looking at this once a month, well, it's going to take you three months to make up for that, which is just a, it's a killer for your year. You know, if you had, you know, a bad first quarter, but you didn't find out about it till the end of the first quarter, now your second quarter is really going to, you know, leave a lot of lacking. So yeah. knowing your numbers and knowing it as it's happening, is the fastest way to fix it. So yeah. you know, we have in a mini budget on our GMER. Yeah. That, that's by the week. Well, and it's just the six or seven highest uh, average percentage stuff that's on our PL. And those are things that we just track every week. You know, our building right. supplies, our labor, our truck expense, our rent just those big ticket items. And those sure. are the things that really are company killers. You know, building yeah. supplies, labor, those are the two. There's so much money in just those two line items. 
yeah. that you can save or just throw out the door um, sure. by not managing it correctly. So those are the things that you really, really got to keep in check. And I yeah. think how the processes that we put in place now uh, it, it allows one those things to be accurate all the time because we're not having to deal with hourly labor anymore. We're doing mm. it all type labor. So it, it really allows us to hone in on our budgeting and, and stick and be able to stick to that budget. It, uh, yeah. Everybody knows it's, you know, the part of your company that's going to help you survive is, is an accurate budget. That's right. And you have your, your uh, DMER every morning. Bonnie has it ready for you at 8 o'clock, right? That's right. Yeah, so 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Okay. Give her an extra hour. Actually, normally, she's, she is so uh, dedicated that most of the time she gets it to us the night before. Uh, right? But, <laughs> yeah, during her deadline, but normally I'll have it by 8 o'clock that night. Yeah. That's just how she is. She, she cares. Yeah. She cares so much for this business. It's uh, I don't know what I do. She's That's just amazing. she she is the the epitome of the controller. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's great. I'm I'm glad you you gave a little shout out there. But I just wanted to reiterate for everyone that even though you're kind of relinquishing the general manager role, you very much know what is going on in your business. Uh, you just understand what your yeah. strengths are. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Support for this podcast comes from Minuteman Press to Pair. Minuteman Press to Pair is a complete marketing service provider offering professional design and direct mail services. We have extensive knowledge and experience in the residential service industry as Minuteman Press to Pair has been helping SGI members with price guides, inspection forms, club materials, postcards, and more since 2001. Minuteman Press to Pair is the only Minuteman location affiliated with the SGI Preferred Partner Network, providing you with member rebates and discounts. Contact Denise today for more information at 877-203-4769. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Russ Noyes of Rhino Roofing in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. So far, we've learned about Russ's pathway into contracting. We talked about his Florida profit platoon and how impactful it's been. We talked about his process for scaling the company back and why he did it. Uh, and we talked about how much of an emphasis Russ places on knowing his numbers and how it affects all the decisions he makes in the business. Um, in the second half of our conversation, we're going to talk about how Russ puts more of an emphasis on providing great service rather than just slamming on new roof after new roof. Uh, we're going to talk about his determination to only work on jobs that provide a 60% gross margin. Uh, we're going to talk about his club membership program, training, providing options, and so much more. So let's jump back into my conversation with Russ Noyes of Rhino Roofing in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. I want to talk about how you, this idea that you're going more service repair versus chasing replacements, and that's your kind of how your mindset has evolved. So what does that mean? What does that entail? So someone calls you, I have a, a leaky roof. I mean, are you now trying to direct more towards to get a repair done versus the replacement or just how does that how does that mindset change the whole business i guess if you could kind of explain that to me well we don't want to we don't want to sell somebody something that is is a waste of money for them so you know sure. if the if the roof is an old enough roof and it, it needs to be re replaced we'll yeah. we'll give them the option you know on our repairs we're giving options also so yeah. You know, it, uh, you know, I had one just the other day that I, I went out on and I gave them two options of, of a repair and an option to replace. Mm -hmm. And I even told them, I said, you know, 
in the way I look at it is if you're going to spend a third of what it costs to replace that roof trying to repair it, don't mm. do it. Right. Or you're just throwing money away. So we, we try to give them their options and let them make the decision. Um, most people, when you show them that, hey, this repair is going to cost you, you know, 30% of what a new roof costs, they'll, they'll pick the re-roof. Yeah. Um, but what we're trying to get to is only doing replacements for our club members or our existing customer base. Okay. I don't want to be the guy company that goes out there and just starts cold calling or, or marketing replacements and having to worry about the pricing, you know, yeah. stuff always hits you and, you know, being being that guy that, you know, has to go out there and sell insurance work or anything like that. So we are basically going after any type of service work that's related to roofing that we okay. can get a 60%. If it doesn't give us a 60% we don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, so it'll 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 evolve into, you know, we have a, a huge customer base. You know, I've been around a long time, so our sure. customer base is good. So for a company like ours that only does two or three installs a week, it wouldn't be hard to keep that two or three install a week going with just an existing customer base between our club membership, between our repairs, you know. We can still get that amount of work and get it at the price we want without any argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought up clubs because you are uh, one of the unique roofers that really has done a good job selling those. Kind of share with everyone how many club members you have and and then how the heck did you do that? We lost a lot. Um, okay. We were, I would say we were as high as back in 18 when we were as high as we could be. Uh, we were we were pushing 800 and some club members, wow. which is a lot for a good company. Lot. Yes, it is. Uh, and and you know, with downscaling the company and COVID, I mean, we lost a ton of them. You know, Orlando is a very transient market. Uh, people live here that that uh, work at theme parks and stuff like that. So when COVID hit, everything mm. got shut down. So we had club members. Basically, hey, I, I, I got to drop out of here. I can't even afford the, the $14.95 a month. Yeah. And at first, I was like, well, let's let's not lose them. Let's try to afford to figure out how to keep them. And yeah. when you had as many as we have, it didn't make financial sense to try and keep them. So we, sure. we lost hundreds and hundreds of club members. Yeah. And I would say we're in the two, mid-200s right now and yeah. building it back slowly. Exactly. Uh, but we will... The way we're focusing our company now, um, I think we'll get back to where we were within about two years. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We are we've based our warranty on our replacements off of our club membership. So when you buy a replacement roof from us, you get either one year, uh, two years, or five years membership, depending on which level you choose. And okay. then your your warranty on your roof is dedicated to that. So if you bought a roof in a one-year club membership, you basically have a one-year warranty. And if you want to continue your warranty, you just keep signing up for the club membership. So hmm. what we do is at the end of that first year, we just send out the invoice saying, there's your invoice for the next year. Sign up for club membership so you're, you have your warranty on your roof. Uh, people seem to like it. Um, yeah. I know it's like it's a lot of people have said to me, well, that's like buying a warranty. And I'm like, 
okay, well, what store do you go into today where you're not buying a warranty? Yeah, you know, yeah. But no matter which store you go into, they're all extending, you know, selling extended warranty. So yeah. this warranty is foolproof. You know, if they want to put solar panels on their roof, we'll cover it because we're we're inspecting the roof twice a year. So yeah. if something does happen, we can catch it before it becomes a big ticket item for us and fix it at no charge to that homeowner because of the club members. Yeah. Uh, our general manager is just redid our whole club membership uh we have a commercial club membership now which is just a game changer so now yeah. we can go out with that business uh we added uh roof cleaning to our club membership so you know now those people you know we're in florida we got a lot of mildew on our roofs here so sure. we can offer that as part of the club membership will we take the hit when we first clean it absolutely but the hit's not that bad but we'll get the revenue from it from years and years and years down the road. So I mm. think it's, it really fits. Yeah. That's it. That's interesting. Now. So, so you said you sell one, how many, there's a one, a two and a five, five year. One, depending okay. on which option roof you buy. Okay. Depending upon the option roof you buy. Okay. Very good. Then, and then, so it, what's all covered, say I get a five year, a five year club. What what all is covered in in that in that? So if I have some debris that you know damages the roof in a storm, I mean, is that covered or or kind of share how that would be managed? So it covers anything that's not foreign to the roof. Uh, so if there was no solar panels on the roof when you know when we finish the roof and yeah. you mop them on the roof, we will cover that. But we want to be able to inspect the installation of that. So mm -hmm. uh, because of my background. Uh, I'll be able to go out and inspect the installation of a solar panel system, whether it be a pool system or an electric uh, system. I'll be able to inspect it and tell you if it's it's correct or not. And if it's yeah. not correct, we get the installers back out there to install it correctly so that I can warranty it without it causing me an issue. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of the things and the experiences that I have that that move move beyond roofing. Sure, sure. Um, so I guess this also these new divisions you mentioned the roof cleaning. Have you have you fin have you determined a solution for that? I, I think last I talked to you offline, not recorded in we're official still, capacity. You're still looking at that, okay? Still working then, on it. We all right. We're very close on the I would say on the chemical side uh, yep. of the formula, um, but we're having a formula having your own formula is a little little harder because you got to be very careful not to step on somebody else's trademark formula sure feet. sure so coming up with the right stuff to go across all of the different types of roofing is is kind of the unique process of it all yeah uh, but I, I would say we're we're very very close um, you know the biggest problem we have right now is you know uh, getting the equipment and, yeah. and, then, and then hiring the people to put them in place. So, right, right. so that I would say is probably the biggest thing that's holding us up right now. Yeah. And I was going to say the other division, I don't think you mentioned was gutters, correct? That's an, another new venture of yours. Yeah. So when we decided to uh, venture into the gutter business, you know, the first thing we did was call our local gutter place and say, Hey, we need to get a gutter machine. And they, proceeded to tell us it'd be a year away to get a gutter machine. <laughs> uh, anybody uh, who knows me, uh, I'm not 
the type of guy that waits. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we found a, a guy that was selling the gutter portion of his company, uh, so we bought his equipment. And okay. Now we have the equipment we need to launch the gutter division, and we have a subcontractor that we use right now who's agreed to, you know, anybody that we hire on, he will help us train them so that oh, we great. can put them out into the field for ourselves. So That's great. But, uh, and I think it'll work out well if we can find the right people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The biggest problem everybody's having. Yeah, so. yeah. But this is interesting. So you've got new services you can sell to your club members every time you're out there with the gutters, with the roof cleaning and all that. That's fascinating. And you guys go, you said you go out twice a year with the, with the roofing club membership. Yeah, we actually have a four, we actually have a four time a year one also. So yeah, we have our, our gold level, which is our base level. Is yeah. Twice a year. Our, uh, our next step is four times a year. And then our, our high level is, is a twice a year with a roof cleaning. In mm. it. So, okay. It's a little bit more expensive for that line item, but you know, you don't have to worry about the building on your roof. We're going to clean it and then we're going to maintain it from that yeah. point forward. That's so, great. We have a lot of HOAs here in Florida that love to send out letters to homeowners with dirty roofs. So it's a really good add-on to a, to a roofing business. Interesting. Because yeah. we're, we're a roofing business where there's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more skin in the game for us, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, we're not sure. out there destroying roofs or putting harsh chemicals on roofs that are going to lessen the, the overall lifespan of the roof. So right. there's there's things, you know, security for that homeowner. You know, everybody knows when gutters are getting installed these days, the, the gutter installers are destroying the edge of the roof or, or destroying the drip edge on the edge of the roof. Yeah, That's one of the things that, you know, is going to help us because we can – we can focus our sales on, you know, hey, not only are we not going to destroy the edge of your roof, right. but we're going to also include it into an into our warranty that, you know, if you have problems with the gutters, that's that's warranty that item also. Yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. Uh, very interesting. So, um, you know, I, I got to ask because it it is a hot topic. You've got um people right and and you've got two technicians those are homegrown techs people that, that you, you taught the industry to what is uh and i are you on the hunt for more techs or are you kind of happy at the size that you're at and or we're always looking for more always looking for more so for people that are always looking how do i boy you know someone green what's your process for for educating people in the industry for for employees I want. I don't want the guy that's been doing this for 40 years, right? Because he's got a ton of bad habits that I have to break. <laughs> I rather. I rather hire the guy that's motivated, yeah. customer service oriented, and yeah. is not afraid of heights. I can teach <laughs> him everything. Yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah. sorry, but it is true. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's. I've learned over the years that hiring that guy with all the experience is harder to deal with. Than hiring a guy that doesn't know anything. Yeah, I can I can teach a guy or train a guy everything I want him to know in a very short period of time if they're at all you know trainable. I guess yeah. is the best way to put that. Sure, <laughs> sure. But, you know, but, having somebody that can that is customer service oriented that yeah. that's the key, um, yeah. and have 
have them aligned with your culture uh, yeah. are probably the two things we look for the most. Yeah. yeah, and what they just—I mean—and I, I don't know how long your techs have been with you currently, but what they just—are you just—are they riding along with them? Or are they riding along with you specifically, and you take the chore of of training them on personally, or uh, what do you prefer to do? Well, I have one tech that's been with me for a long time—I would say ten years or so—and mm -hmm. he was actually on my install crew, and you know he was he was getting older, uh, yeah. and the younger guys were kind of. It's kind of in the way, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, the younger guys always said, well, well, why don't you go over here and do this over here in the corner or something like that. So being out on the job site, I, I noticed that that stuff yep. and, and said, hey, you know, how would you like to be a repair tech where you just deal with your own jobs and all of that? And he's like, you know, I think I'd like to try that. Yeah. And uh, so put him in place. And, and of course, you know, the rest is history. Works out great. Um, yeah. He, he consistently, and this is something I I try to get people to understand about the roof service industry. This guy pulls down over 100 grand a year every single year uh, since I started with SGI uh, yeah. on doing repairs. He's just one of those go getters, yeah. and, and he's 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 got that background that I have. He, he knows all different types of roofing. So whenever I get a new guy, they go with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, and he tells me I don't I don't make that judgment call. I I call him and say, "What do you think? Is yeah. he going to work? Is he mm. not going to work? What was his tendency?" And he'll, yeah. he's a straight up guy. He'll say, "Yep, he's a good one," or "Nope, let him go." That's and interesting. I, and I, I take his opinion and, and run with it because I know it's yeah. his honest opinion. And he if he tells me no, it's it's no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not going to second guess him. I'm not going to say, hey, did you train him properly or did you let him do this? He knows what I'm looking for. He knows what I want in a person. So I just leave it up to him. That's I, I say that's probably one of the things I've learned over the last you know 10 years or so is allow your people to grow organically. Mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. you don't have to push them to grow. If they're motivated people, they'll grow by themselves. Yeah, I love it. Um, just to circle back real quick. So, um, just, I just thought of this cause I didn't ask earlier and I apologize on the club membership. So every time you go out on a repair call or a, a, a replacement op that someone wants a, a quote on, you always put a club membership on it. Is that maybe why, why you were able to have success with it? On the repair side, we, we don't, but we, as part of the option, we show them one, what they could save with club membership. And if it yeah. is a repair that was due to a lack of maintenance, mm -hmm. we show that, that, you know, this $179 investment could have saved you from this $4,000 repair ticket that you're spending today. Yeah. So okay. I think that alone, uh, people, people are understanding in that, you know, hey, if I maintain this, I won't have to spend as much money on it. And yeah. I think on the repair side, that's really by showing them those options, you know, I can't stress to anybody how important three or more options is yeah. to a homeowner. Sure. Uh, you know, you can give the three repair options and then show them with a club membership. This is your fourth option. This, this is, this is, this could be your reality. Uh, yeah. I think that that is huge for any homeowner. They people want options. You know. Yeah. People, people like options. So. No one likes being told what to do. <laughs> exactly. 
I, yeah. And people don't want to feel like they're being sold. Buyers are very smart today. So going in and thinking that you're just going to sell them, sell them what you want to sell them is probably not going to work out very well for you. Yeah. But if you get three options on repair and re-roof, you know, then you got to build that, that you know, value is key. You know, our, our sales guys, whether it's a replacement or a repair, they have to get in that attic. They yeah. have to look for, you know, in Florida, they do something crazy and, and uh, re-pipe houses into attics because mm -hmm. in Florida, we don't have any basements. So right. now some of these plumbers have put these water pipes really close to the roof deck and then we come and, you know, drive mm -hmm. a nail through the roof and end up hitting the pipe. So there's certain things that we have to do here in Florida that's unique to Florida. Uh, yeah. To to build that value to that customer, you know, where yeah. most guys will say, "Oh, we don't cover any damage to water pipes. We just look for the water pipes first. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to worry about damaging them. So right. we can say to that home, yeah, we'll cover the damage to that water pipe if we hit it. Yeah, and yeah. we try not to hit it. Yeah, and we hit them. Sure, we've hit them. Sure. Uh, yeah, we just check them and move on and, and not put it on the homeowner right. as a responsibility to them you know they're hiring us as professionals so yes. why are we putting any onus back on that homeowner to say hey this is your responsibility no yeah. you're, the, you're the contractor you're the service provider a homeowner shouldn't have to do anything but pay you when you're done. right you should be taking everything else for them. So that's great we, we kind of take that position and, and run with it yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was going to ask you, you, you ventured into that and it made me think of some quality control on like, say your, I know your technicians are there, they're doing the job, you trust them, they're, they're highly professional, but you know, with the re-roofs, making sure your, your crew, it's, it's up to your standards and they replace the, the wood that need to be replaced and all that. Is that you who manages that or who, who controls that? Well, a production manager handles production all the production. Yeah. Um, you know, we're on company cam like most companies now in SGI. And uh, so I, I get to sit down every night for an hour or so and look at all the pictures of the day. Yeah. Um, but on re-roofs specifically, I inspect every roof that gets done. Yeah. I have a, a, a company where I actually inspect roofs for law firms and insurance companies. So why wouldn't I give that? to my homeowners in the, on the roofing side. Right. So one of the one of the things that helps with our sales is, you know, sure. our guy goes out there to present to the homeowner. He lets them know that this roof won't be inspected by the city or the county until Russ actually comes out and looks at it first. Oh man, that's And cool. I'm just as hard on my roofs as I am at any other roof. If yeah. it fails my inspection, they're coming back. Yeah. And and, and I'm not afraid to do a little work myself too. Like I, sure. I fixed a roof yesterday that had like three three little minor things that needed to be done and I didn't feel it was necessary to pull the guys off the job to come back and fix this. It was something yeah. I could take care of in 15 minutes. So I just took pictures, you know, fixed everything that needed to be fixed and we had a meeting this morning about it. So yeah. I said, hey, yeah. these are the things I found. I right. didn't want to pull them off the job so I fixed them but you know, know that the next time I see it, I'll be making you come back to this. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, so with company cam, I'm glad you brought that up. Do you, your, your guys take the pictures before to show, you know, if any plyoid needs to be replaced, this is why. And here's the after they do the whole, they do all of that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Our uh, 
our sales guys, they have to get in the attic. They have to take those pictures. They get on the roof, take a, a variety of pictures. We call it a photo pack. Um, so there's a minimum number of photos that's allowed. And, mm -hmm. and they have to hit certain items that we want to see. So, you know, we tell them all, there's no such thing as too many pictures. You know, I don't care if there's a thousand pictures on each job. I'd rather have a thousand than 10. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd rather flip through ones that are worthless than not have the one that I need. Yeah. So photos is a huge thing with us. And every sales guy that, you know, goes out or, or whether it's me or, or somebody else, it's they're required to mark those pictures with specialty issues, you know. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's a, a water line below this area and they mark it on company cam. And it's up to the production guy. If he doesn't see all the required stuff that he needs, it's up to him to put it back on to the sales guy. Yeah. If he accepts that job at that point, then it's on him. You yeah. know, then, then it's his problem to take care of it. But if he he doesn't accept, you know, the next stage or something's not done right, he's required to give it back and say, Hey, I I can't I can't put this into production because you're missing this. Yeah. So I, keeping everybody you know, on their tasks is, is a very hard thing to do, but it's also the, probably the most important thing to do. 100%. And the reason why I asked, it, it, it's just funny that I'm talking to you today. Literally, I talked to a friend last night, uh, Not does not have an RSI member in his market in the, in where he's at, had a new roof put in, and he decided for the heck of it, he got, he'd get on the roof after the, you know, the replacement. And he's like, oh, these, there's these soft spots. And uh, long story short, made the guys come back out and he tore it off and there's holes in the plywood. Like, And then he got in his attic and he saw all this that they didn't replace and he got charged a lot. Uh, so he's not too happy. But I think with the, the photos, that just is such peace of mind for a homeowner to see, okay, this is what you, you sold me. I can see that. I mean, I just think it's it's a no brainer. And, and yet I know people that don't do it. Obviously this other company didn't do it. Maybe they did it intentionally, but, uh, but either way. It photos of I mean it's it's worth a thousand words I guess is the old expression you know yeah we uh and we just had one the other day the phone you know Homer said hey you know you guys damaged this downspout and we just so happened to have a picture of that downspout and said no actually it was like this before we got there and yeah. they were like oh. you know they didn't do it maliciously and, and no, lost sure. something for nothing they just didn't know they didn't Which know yeah happens you know who who looks at their you know, over their whole house before they right. hire a contractor, you know? So it was just a case of, oh yeah, it was, you know, damaged. I'm sorry for wasting your time. And, and right. it, it builds confidence, it builds trust with your customers. And sure. And at the end of the day, that's, people aren't gonna hire you. I don't care what you charge, uh, if yeah. they don't trust you. So I, trust is, is key and, and yeah. photos just help build trust. Yeah, for sure. All right, I've I've kept you long enough for us. This has been a lot of fun. Just last question: um, what uh, what do you see in the next five or so years? It, it, do you have any any big plans on on, on what you want to do or how you want to diversify the business anymore? I know you like the intimacy of, of where it is at this point. What do you think? Well, as far as the roofing stuff goes, um, it's probably going to be me stepping back a little bit more than I am already. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, um, I. I have a 11-year-old uh, daughter, and I, I pretty much miss the the fun young years, and I don't want to miss the older years. So, yeah. uh, you know, anybody who ha has children, 
any father knows that, you know, that those teenage years is when the father and daughter really bond. You yeah. know, the younger years where the mother and the daughter really bond real well. So yeah. I don't want to miss my part of it. So, yeah. um, and having multiple businesses now, uh, it takes a lot of my time. I actually was uh, turned down a radio show last year because it just, my time was spread too thin. And, uh, and my wife said, you know, when, when is it time for us? Yeah. And, and yeah. that really, really hit home with me, you yeah. know, that I didn't, I didn't think that I was spending so much time away from home, but hearing her say that really put life into perspective that I, sure. I wasn't around, yeah. you know, that I was, just, I was just kind of the provider and yeah. I, I just didn't want to be just the provider. I wanted to be the husband. I wanted to be yeah. the dad. You know? Um, but I think the consulting business is going to be more of what I do on a day-to-day uh, type of thing where I yeah. you know, work with the, the attorneys in Orlando and, and some of the insurance companies um, to make sure that people are getting a good route. You know, uh, with all of this insurance work that's been going on, there are a lot of bad roofs being put on, as, mm-hmm. as your friend figured out. Um, yeah. So being an advocate for having a good roof, I think is something that really excites me and something I want to push forward. And with my background, it just fits. Yeah. Um, so it's something that I would like to to do in the future. And, you know, great. The, the roofing company will always have me as that technical advisor. And, and uh, but the people that we have in place, um, they don't really need me day to day. And some <laughs> days I feel like I'm in the way. So yeah. uh, if I can, branch out and do other things and know that you know they have my back and they know that i'm gonna uh, look at the numbers very very close every day and i'm still gonna be that person that says questions you know certain things on on our p l or certain things on our budget sure and and i think i think you'll grow a stronger company without me being there day to day i think yeah uh, some aspects I think I kind of hold the company back or I kind of uh, I kind of slow it down a little bit so and yeah. then that's just my tendency I I'm, I'm kind of that laid-back guy that doesn't like to, to run a hundred miles an hour and and you know the industry now is is that type of industry that does run at a hundred miles an hour and that's yeah. just not just not for me sure. uh, but you know I I want to keep the company going and keep it, keep building on it for, for the people. Uh, sure. you know, some of the people we have are just great. I mean, they're great people and I, didn't, I wouldn't want to lose them for the world. Yeah. And, and giving them a secure place to come to work yeah. and, and giving them the advantage of saying, hey, this is, this is your baby here. You, you throw it, you take care of it. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a huge thing. Yeah. I think people will buy into that and look at, you know, hey, I, I do have a future here. This isn't a, just a job. Uh, and I would like to get to the point where you could be employee-owned. Yeah. Uh, I would I would love to turn over ownership to the people who have really made it happen. You know, I'm That's just amazing. the face of the company, but there's there's so many other moving parts to this company that, that really have pushed it forward, that, you know. Yeah. I can say our our, man, our general manager has been here for you know four three or four months now, and just in the three or four months that he's been here, it's 
mean, just a total game changer. I mean, the, yeah. the procedures, the the rebranding, the, the remarketing, the, I mean, all of these things that would have took me a year to complete. Yeah. I mean, he's he just rolled right through them like they're nothing like I do on roofs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, and yeah. that's what I think that's meshed so well is between Bonnie knowing exactly how I think and, <laughs> and Rick knowing exactly what I want. Yeah, there's nothing they can't do together without me because they already know the goal or or, or what my what my culture needs to be or how I want it to be. So I yeah. think in the end they know that I want to run a a tight, slim run company yeah. that makes a really good profit margin so that I can give it back. You know, yeah. one thing I've always told my employees is I'm, I'm not a greedy person. Yeah, I don't have to be a millionaire. Uh, I was. It, it wasn't that good. It, you know, it, it was just more. Um, I had a, a racing career before roofing, and and I made a lot of money doing it. Yeah. But uh, it, the money's not everything. Uh, yeah. I think quality of life is where I'm headed, and and but I want people that work for me to be able to say, I made good money in my life, or you know, I had an opportunity to make good money in my life, and not just be a job. So I yeah. think moving forward, it's it's quality of other people's lives that I'm going to be focused on. And I don't want to call that like a dream manager or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want them to be buy-in owners. I, mean, I want them to be a part of something great. And whether I'm the top of that mountain or just somebody who's a part of that mountain, I, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I don't have to be the guy on top. I, mean, yeah. I don't have much of ego so uh you know ego's not much to me i'm just you know i'm just a way back guy that just wants to see people happy and succeed that's great okay last question what any i always wrap them all all my interviews up kind of this way is what advice would you have for other members or non-members that are on their their business journey maybe they were where you were you know 10 some odd years ago when you first hooked up with us maybe they, they just are starting with the system and there's, you know, they've got this debt maybe they're dealing with. There's just a lot of overwhelmed feelings and, and not sure of where to start. Well, I guess the first thing I would say to them is you didn't get into this problem overnight and it's, you're not going to fix it overnight. There's no quick fix. Yeah. What SGI can do for you is show you how to be more service oriented, which brings a higher margin with it. Yeah. You personally have to figure out where you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's a, a big thing that people lose focus on. And they, yeah. you know, and I hear this a lot at expos and, and meetings and other things where, you know, we, we get to expo and they're, how are you doing this year? Yeah. Oh, I've done something <laughs> Than ten million dollars. Yeah. Stop looking at the top line. The top yeah. line really doesn't matter. What matters is the bottom line. Totally and if the bottom right. line's in place, guess what? The top line's gonna follow. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be there. It has to be there because the bottom line is there. So if you focus more on actually making a profit, yeah, the stuff up top's gonna be there. And no boat no business has ever grown profitably without a budget. Mm, it's mm -hmm, a, true. really impossible to do. Because yeah. if you don't know what you're spending, how do you know when to stop? 
right, right. Yeah, and I've always been the worst about spending. I mean, that's that's what got me into is, you know, I always wanted to have the best new equipment and the, and the yeah. nicest toys and, yeah. you know, all of those things that I never had growing up. And, yeah. you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't make yeah. a difference. Yeah. All, it, all it does is, you know, yeah, hey, I got this boat. Yeah, great. Yeah. I'm still the same guy without the boat. Sure. You know? Yeah. So I would say bottom line is everything. Top line will come. Um, but you have to focus on one thing at a time. I can say what what I personally messed up on when I joined SGI and started following the process is I was so focused on growing yeah. that I pay attention to the foundation of a company. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a company killer. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't focus on that foundation first, yeah. You can't grow properly, and anything that grows without a solid foundation is going to fail. It's just yeah. a matter of when, when is it going to fail, you know. Yeah. And normally, when it fails is when you're when there's so many zeros involved that you can't personally recover from it. Right. You know, if you you have you know a personal net worth of two million dollars, and you you have a ten million dollar business that's not making any money. You mm-hmm. can't recover from that right. because you only have a two million dollar net worth, a yeah. personal. Worth. So, if you have a ten million dollar personal worth and a two million dollar company, you can make some mistakes. Sure. And learn. Uh, uh, so I think the biggest thing I've seen from SGI members that have joined and quit, and SGI members that have joined and made, is they focus on implementing one thing at a time and implementing it correctly. And I can say that was the biggest mistake I made. And and my story on on the Compass magazine really shows you my mistake. Mm -hmm. My mistake was jumping in too fast. You did jump hard. And just wanting to do everything. And that's just my personality. I want to make everything better. Yeah. But I didn't implement anything correctly. Yeah. And that's where that foundation comes in. You know, yeah. there's some great SGI roofers out there. I mean, there's some some really great people. Oh yeah. And 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 you can see, you know, I can see it because I've been there. And you can see the mistakes happening, and you, and you, and you can't really say, "Hey, dude, you're you're going down the wrong road here. It's going to cost you." Yeah. But what I can, I can say. And, and I want to give this guy probably the, the biggest shout out of any person I've ever met in uh, SGI is Adam over in Arizona, five guys. Yeah. He got up on stage at Expo and basically put it all out there. Yeah. And if more people did that, they could fix things faster. Yeah. Because he basically got out there and said, here it is. We're not yeah. doing everything right. Matter of fact, we're screwing up half of it. But here it is. Yeah. And that takes that takes a lot of a lot of self-discipline to, to do that and, and yeah. admit that, hey, I'm I'm doing a ton of work. I ain't yeah. making any money. Right. You know, and, and everybody that joins SGI joins it to learn how to make some money and to right. be able to get up there in front of everybody and, and say, Yep, yeah, I'm doing it and I ain't doing mm-hmm. it well. Yeah. Uh, that to me 
earns a lot of respect. Yeah. You, know, you have to respect somebody that can get up and do that. And those are the type of people that you want to help. Yeah. Because for sure. you, know, you respect what they're doing and you're like, dude, if I can help you in any way, I'd be yeah. happy to. You know, right. Because I know you're a respectful person that cares enough to get up there and say, you know, I screwed it up. Yeah. Here I am in all yeah. my glory. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I've done the same thing. You know, I, I've screwed things up. I, I ratcheted them back down so that I could fix them. And, sure. and I'm sure five guys, they'll, they'll, they'll make it because they got a strong foundation. They'll probably just have to ratchet things back down a little bit and, and they'll find their comfort spot and they'll, they'll blast into the future because of it. Yeah. I think they got a they got a really good shot at a great a great business for their whole family, and that's what I love about that company is yeah. it's all family. Yeah, you know, it's it's the dad and the sons. I mean, I never had that. So yeah. to have that is to me that's the coolest thing in the world. They may they may hate it, but yeah. <laughs> I think it's the coolest thing in the world. So yeah. you know, I've had my wife, and, and my wife has been probably the the one that keeps me from quitting and saying <laughs> I'm done with all the stress. Um, yeah. But, you know, as far as a company goes, I would say to anybody, you know, you're only as good as your culture because yeah. your culture is everything. And your culture is what you make it. You know, my culture, my company is me. I set the culture. And when you really figure out where you want to be in life, whether it's, you know, like me, I just want to be a roofer. Yeah. yeah, I love roofing. I love the technical aspect of it. You know, yeah. some people would say, I want to be an office manager. Doesn't matter what they're managing, but they want to be an office manager. Yeah. Everybody has what they're really good at. And I think once they find what they're good at and enjoy that part, I think that's when you really come full circle as a person. So I love it. Good stuff. Well, Russ, man, I really appreciate all your time today i know we had some technical stuff that you're patient with i really appreciate you uh working through that uh this was just a really enjoyable conversation all all of the, the luck and success in the world to you and, and thank you so much for being on today not a problem i appreciate you asking and uh i'm here for any any member that you know wants to pick my brain for the things i've done bad and <laughs> you know, a few things i've done right so yeah I, from all, all of them because I can't yeah. I can't replace what SGI has gave to me over the oh, years. Wow. It, it, uh, it's uh, it's definitely a life changing group. Well, we appreciate you. I know you've always been good talking to members and going to profit days, and and you're part of the family. So thank you for being you, and I look forward to. If I don't see you before then, I look forward to seeing you in Orlando in a few months. We'll be there with smiles. All right, buddy. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for your time. No Thanks, Bob. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That's Russ Noyes of Rhino Roofing in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in residential contracting. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic. Dynamic Air Quality Solutions manufactures IAQ products based on the science of clean air. 
Dynamics Clean Air Defense System products are supported by technical and communication IAQ training that is second to none in the industry. For more information on how to get your team confident in communicating IAQ challenges and solutions on every call, email Michelle Hogan at mhogan at dynamicaqs.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.